Okay, welcome back to Midwest Girls, everybody. Um, so, my husband and I, Seth, are going to go on vacation here soon, next week or so. Woohoo! And we're so pumped. It's actually our first vacation, true vacation, in five years. You need so, it. You need to go. Our honeymoon. That was the last true one. So, for our five-year anniversary, which is the 27th of this month, we'll be gone. And so it's exciting. Yes, it is. But anyways, the point of this story is <laughs> because the other night, which at this point, it was two, three weeks away. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. And, <laughs> it's okay. And I just all of a sudden got really sad. <laughs> and I was sitting on the, I was sitting on the couch holding my little dog, my little dachshund jupe. <laughs> And Seth just was like, what's, what's up? And like, what's wrong? And I go, I'm just going to miss Jupe so much. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm so excited to leave. And then I think of Jupe and I'm like, oh my dog. Oh, Jupe. I don't want to leave Jupe. Oh my. We have this dog voice, by the way. We're basically hearing it right now. <laughs> Oh, another funny before because Meg has a funny dog story with her and her oh. kids. But so we make these voices for our dogs, and I actually at one point have been talking in it so much I actually talked to my boss accidentally, and this voice like it just randomly came out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just like I don't know if she picked up on it because oh it was like, like one sentence, and I'm like, what am I doing? The sad thing is, I didn't even know I did this until you guys pointed it out. Like, I have a special voice reserved for Penny. <laughs> and the, well, the bad thing is, is because I pick up on everything I think's funny, and then I start to yes, mimic it. And yes. so Meg would go, oh, Penny! <laughs> and I would start going, oh, Penny, you're so cool. <laughs> you're so good. Oh, to, say, to say our love for our dogs is deep is an understatement. <laughs> Should I tell mine yes, now? Yes, tell okay. them yours. So here's my dog's story. Um, I'm with my friend in Target, <laughs> and we're with my kids, and my sweet little Paige goes, I'll be mommy. Let's pretend to be mommy. When she's being me, it's not like, oh, let's make dinner. Oh, I love you guys. Do you want to know what she quoted? She went, oh, Penny. <laughs> Verbatim. And I was like, Wow, I've got a problem. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad I missed that because I can only imagine your guys' reaction. <laughs> I think we were we were just kind of like, really? <laughs> oh. So we're not the only one that picks up on this. Oh, my. <laughs> my poor kids. Oh, it's so funny. All right. It's time to roll. It is. Are we opening up with me? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 okay. so, the voice are you opening are we opening up <laughs> no voice okay so this week um kylie texts me and says i think we really need to talk about peace and i'm like yes let's do it but then the funny thing was kind of like we were both like wait i don't know how and we didn't feel the lord's leading at first and then as i dug in just my own quiet time this morning um he brought me to this scripture that I had even said before, like, we could talk about this with peace. So it was just confirmation, like, the Lord is behind this. This is what we need to talk about. So I'm just going to hop on here and start reading um, in Mark 4, 35 through 41. Keep the word peace in mind, y'all. All right. The calming of the storm. That same day when the evening came, he said to them, this is Jesus, let us go cross to the other side. 
When they had sent the crowd away, they took him in the boat just as he was. There were also other little boats with him. A great wind storm arose, and the waves splashed into the boat so that it was now filling the boat. He was in the stern asleep on a pillow. They woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is that you have no faith? They feared greatly and said to one another, What kind of man is he that even the wind and the sea obey? So let's point out here the the word Jesus chose to calm that storm was peace. It could have been anything. It could have been stop. I wish I knew the Hebrew, Mm -hmm. but it was peace, be still. And I have to think to myself, he wasn't just saying that to the storm. He was saying Mm -hmm. that to the disciples and the other Mm -hmm. little boats that were along with him. Um, Most of the time, I usually just think of the 12 witnessing this, but there were others that constantly followed Jesus. They Mm -hmm. just wanted to be with him. Mm -hmm. So he spoke peace and he looked at his disciples and why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And I had to ask myself that question. When the storms of life are coming, is my first reaction fear or is my first reaction faith? And I'm getting to a point where I'm getting better with the faith, but um, the fear is definitely still there sometimes. And I need to choose that peace. And Jesus tells us that, you know, we are going to have storms in life. Let me turn to John um, 16.33. Actually, I have it written here. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So storms in life are going to pop up, whether it's a literal storm or other things. There's a ton going on right now. It could be the loss of a job. It could be facing the fear of COVID. Let's be real. Let's uh, talk about the riots, all these things that are happening. These are tests, you guys. Are we going to respond with fear or are we going to respond with faith? Jesus has done the work. We have the tools. He is the name above all names. We need to choose that peace in him and he will calm the storms in life. Yeah, and just we always need to be aware that God is there and he will be for eternity and God will always trump any circumstances that we might face and use it for his glory. Mm-hmm. And in Isaiah 48, the it states, The grass withers and the flower fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Amen. And that so like Meg said, we kind of did it. Like we got had this word, but we really didn't know what way to go with it. And so it was almost like within 24 hours. God brought it together. Yeah, God brought it together. Mm-hmm. And so as I was writing this in my bed last night, it just was came to me that the word of our God remains forever. And that is key to remember that no matter what, if the world falls around you, there is one thing that will still be standing, and that is the word of God. Amen. And when we have the word of God ingrained in us, we can persevere through any trial put in front of us. And that Meg talked about that a lot last week is having our sword ready, the sword being scripture. Mm-hmm. And in the book of James, it talks about trials and temptations in the very first uh, chapter. And it talks about how God actually uses these things that are world 
like so temptations worldly positive Mm -hmm. but biblically negative yes and actually will use them to help you become wiser and build in you a knowledge of understanding and so I know I really haven't went into my testimony but it's it's honestly massive Mm. and like everybody's is but especially this I when I think about my testimony I really think of the past five years so married young we wanted to have kids pretty quickly after. I, I can't remember when we started trying per se, but it's been almost four. So I always say we waited about a year to try. Yeah. That's what I usually say. Yeah. So for about four years now, we've been trying to have a baby. But for like the first, we'll say two mm-hmm. years, I just didn't understand how to even... I'm like, the first year, you're just kind of like, okay. Maybe what? it'll happen. Yeah, it'll right. happen. Maybe, yeah. You're kind of in that excited. It's something that's like another honeymoon phase. It is. And um, and then year two comes, and I just, I don't know what even happened. And at that time, I couldn't even tell you. And I was just so full of sadness. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I grew up in a Christian home. Talked about that before. I've always... Um, I knew Jesus was a savior. I knew that um, he was what I needed, but I blocked that out. And um, on the outside, nobody had any idea what was really going on with inside. Mm-hmm. Even Seth, my husband, when I finally figured out what was going on with me, I actually talked to him and just kind of released everything. And he felt bad because he he thought something was wrong. But I hit it so well that um, he didn't really think much to say anything. He, I don't, I don't even really know how to explain it because I obviously am not. I don't have his brain. But basically, long story short, I hid my feelings very well from him, mm-hmm. and which is one of the worst things to do. And being so young and immature, so I was married, very fresh, twenty-one year old. Like I turned twenty-one that same month, and um, I didn't understand like anything <laughs> so the, the inability to to get pregnant threw you into a depression you would yes say. yes and so that was like the stepping stone of everything and obviously project six eight was born out of the revival got jesus gave me driving in a truck one day mm-hmm. and um and so after and here we are today so yeah. we have grown and it's been so fun but so up to this point so now let's talk about something recent and I feel comfortable talking about it, and I um, just because I, it's very realistic um, in today's world right now, because everybody is facing the, the potential pain of losing a job, getting laid off. Where I work, if we don't have shows, there's no revenue. Makes sense. No revenue means you can't pay the bills. And if you can't pay the bills, you can't have pay the staff kind of thing. Mm-hmm. COVID has brought about an unknown in, in everyone's life in some way, whether yes. it's a job, school, yeah. homeschool. There's so many different factors that have come along with it. Right, right. And um, and I was actually talking to one of them, uh, my sweet co- co-workers, and I could tell that she was, she was nervous. And I, when I was talking to her, almost felt guilty. I was smiling while talking about it because I am just so at peace now. And I couldn't have done that a couple years ago. Yeah. I just, I just, I freaked out for at the potential for like 10 minutes maybe. Yeah. But then I'm just like, why am I worried? Like, what is it? Like, 
I have nothing to worry about because Jesus has me no matter what happens. My faith is in him and that faith will bring peace. Mm -hmm. And, um, in James 1, 12, it actually says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Mm, amen. And so actually, I read the book of James before, but I came back to it because I just felt drawn back to it. And mm. it's it's very... I got to hop in there. Yeah, it's so good. It's very interesting how much it lines up with life right now. Um, And so every day until the Lord takes me home, I will pray without ceasing and never doubt whether or not he can fix my situation or use my situation because he can. Mm -hmm. And I have comfort in knowing that he has promised me eternal life with him in heaven because I, I continue to choose him and love him. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me 25 years to, or actually I'm 26. You are now. You said that that yesterday too. And I thought to myself, you're 26. (laughs) I I turned 26, 14 days ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't catch it, obviously, yesterday. Sorry. And, I did. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so to be able to say wholeheartedly that that is enough for me. So 26 years, <laughs> I can, after 26 years, I can officially say with a whole heart that I have peace because I know the promise ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And that's eternal life with him in the kingdom. Amen. And yes, I have desires. I have, I don't know, like I know, like it talks about go out and multiply. I don't know if this is a worldly desire. I honestly kind of almost put it in a worldly desire. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I think, I think churches fall into that too. Yeah. Okay. We can go that another day. <laughs> and, but, um, the world, the thing, desire I'm talking about, yes, I have this desire to become a mom, but the comfort he gives allows me to wholly move forward. Yes, it's like I fall back every now and then, but it's nothing like it used to be. And I just know, it's so, I don't even, like, I can move forward with it this peace and I can't it's so hard for me to even describe this other than intense joy mm. so like I said I get down but it doesn't feel the same as it once did that in that Jesus because Jesus is there he has provided me this peace you have that peace that surpasses understanding yes that he's taught he promises yes you choose to respond in faith and not in fear. Yes. And this is very new. Mm. Like this is like within maybe the, like I felt like this, it's actually this year, like the difference in like just being more mature and becoming more, um, having more wisdom with Jesus and all of this in like probably January, like I could kind of start to feel a little bit of a change. Well, I started doing fasting in January. So that makes sense. This year has already been six months in and already been an extreme year of growth and goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and John 14, 27, it states the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. 
And I don't know how I missed this verse before, yeah. but I found that online, like I was just looking through random things and then that came up and I'm like, how have I missed this? I, me too. <laughs> I'm like, it's so good. It is a good one. It oh. should be like in our back pocket. Yes, exactly. And especially now, uh-huh. uh, this, yeah, this world cannot give the same peace and fulfillment that Jesus can. No. And I feel like I stress that in every podcast. <laughs> but it's, you know, some things, some things are worth repeating until you mm-hmm. really got it. Yeah. And I think, I think that there's false things being mm-hmm. teached, even taught. That was terrible grammar. <laughs> um, that we have, it's almost a relearning. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he is my everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep yeah. going. But those, and, that's worth repeating. Yes. And... That's why we need to stop putting our faith in the worldly things because the world can only provide a five-second high. Mm -hmm. But Jesus can provide an eternal high if we want to, you know, I know some people might be like, whoa, whoa, you're comparing (laughs) that. (laughs) But it's true that you can be high on Jesus because I've ever honestly done drugs. I mean, so I don't know what it feels like, but how people like get so addicted that I feel like, that's how I've become with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I have become that with Jesus. I'm just so addicted to him. Yep. It's a pure high. And it's it's when you're in, when you truly experience his presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit and being with the Holy God, mm-hmm. you don't want that moment to end. No. In, and I, so I know what you're comparing that to. It's not an actual high. It's being with the Lord. Yeah. And um, actually, I think an example, because I know we kind of said it that mm-hmm. day, the day that you... Beth and I got together for the first time to kind of talk about Project 6 and yeah. we were out my house at the ki- we sat at the kitchen table for like four hours. 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 And we just were at one, at a couple of times, we were just sitting in almost silence, it seemed mm-hmm. like. Like we were, we had good conversation, but all of a sudden we would just kind of be like, should we leave? Or like it's 10 o'clock, is it tough? Should we go? Mm-hmm. And we just didn't want to leave because we could feel him there. Yeah, it's where two or more gathered in my name, I am there among them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you haven't experienced and experienced with that yet, get with people that wholeheartedly are following mm-hmm. the Lord. Get after it. Yeah. It's there, guys. I hate... To, my fear is that you're, you'll hear us talk about the Holy Spirit and be like, I've never experienced that. you got to pursue Him. Mm-hmm. You have to get in your word. You have to pray. God is real. Yeah. God is real. And He mm-hmm. offers you this peace. Yes. Freely. Yes. And He gives... Once we follow the Spirit... He'll start to give us even, like, then we start to really notice things that are from him. Yes. And so in 1 John five twenty, it says, We know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him. So who is true by being in his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. And so just like right to follow up with that verse this is something I actually love this. It's from, I tweaked it, but this is from um, the I Still Believe Me movie. And she says it differently, but this is how I tweaked it to fit this. And it's God is so infinitely vast. And if in it, he knows your name and that alone should give you a sense of peace. Oh, yeah. 
God is so much bigger than anything this world has to offer. He's bigger than you. He's bigger than me. And he knows your name. Mm-hmm. No problem is too big for him. Amen. So good, Kylie. Um, and yeah, Jesus is the name above all names. And if we have him, we have peace. But I want to kind of go in a different direction now and kind of just call some things out because uh, a lot of churches these days are preaching a false doctrine called the prosperity gospel. And it teaches a false peace, you guys. It puts value in the things of this world. That if you follow Jesus, your life is going to be smooth sailing. That he wants to bless you financially uh, with big homes, big cars. This is literally what they're preaching. There is a book by Brian Houston called You Need More Money or something like that. It's really You Need More Money is the gist of it. I apologize and I can put a note putting the actual book title there. Guys, that's not the gospel. The gospel is not saying, hey... It's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. Look at Kylie and the trials she has had. And in my own life, Jesus says, you will have trouble. Just like I said earlier in John 16, 33, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You cannot, you can't have both actually. You can't have the world and Jesus. And that's what this is preaching. And I could actually call out names here of pastors and teachers that are preaching this. I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with these two right now. And that would be Hillsong and Bethel. And I'm going to I'm sorry if you really like their music. I'm guilty of it too. I'm a worship leader. They create great stuff, but guys, they are teaching some false stuff. False doctrine, and we need to run the other direction from it. Um It's a false peace, like I said. And I want to turn here to Philippians 4 and talk about someone who truly had every reason to say that following Jesus is too hard. He went through trials, and that would be Paul. Let me just read this for you. This is Philippians 4, 6 through 13. Let me find it in my Bible. Well, maybe let's say seven. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> okay. I'm going to start four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let everyone come to know your gentleness. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with gratitude, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if, if there is any praise, think on these things. Do those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Regarding this, you did care, but you lacked opportunity. I do not speak because I have need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know both how to face humble circumstances and how to have abundance. Everywhere in all things, I have learned the secret, both to be full and to be hungry, both to, be, both to abound and to suffer need. 
I can do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. So Paul starts with rejoice in the Lord, worship him, praise him, put everything in a line with worship of God. And that peace will fill you, the worship of Jesus. The Holy Spirit fills us. Dwell on these things. And then we go into the um, secret to being satisfied in bad circumstances and good. And he's saying the answer is Jesus. I can do all these things because of Christ who strengthens me. And people will take that verse and go, that means I can run the extra mile. No, it means that he is your sustainer. He will give you the strength to endure the trials. Mm -hmm. And like Kylie said, you've got that name in heaven that stands behind you. So I think it's one of the most misused verses. Yes. Yeah, it actually is. And you know, if that, if that gets you to run your extra mile, I don't really care. <laughs> but that's actually a little out of context. Um, that's okay. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at, guys. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're going to have life handed to you on a platter. It means that the name of above all names, Jesus Christ, is on your side. And even at the end of the day, if it let's be real, if it costs you your life. He's got you. Mm -hmm. He's got you. Okay, and now we're back with your Midwest meme today, and it's actually a mini poem. It says, roses are red, the Midwest is dope. Puppy chow, cinnamon rolls, and ranch. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs>